Welcome to OTR Debate, the show where three lawyers debate topics big and small while trying to remain friends. My name is Muchi, and I will be the judge for this week's debate. I am an immigration lawyer, uh, but I will be judging a criminal case this week, first time on the show. Uh, and it's the state versus Fred Jones, Velma Roberts, Daphne Blake, and Norval Shaggy Rogers, as well as Scooby Dooby Doo. That's right, it's the state versus Mystery Inc., or the Scooby Doo Gang, as they're sometimes known as. And uh, we have our actual prosecutor in real life here, Lando. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And uh, he's prosecuting the Scooby Doo crew or gang, however yeah. you want to call them. I think they call themselves a gang, so. All right. And we'll hear from Pat defending. Oh, you're going to hear from me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right and, from the top. <laughs> and Pat, are you uh, a defense attorney like Orlando's a prosecutor? I am Pretty not. Sure not. Right. But like, uh, I've tried to do other better things with my life <laughs> than prosecute a couple of kids and a dog. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, before we get started, does anyone have any motions in limine? So I I'll, do, Your Honor. I'll, I'll read off the charges here. Oh, okay. um, right. So, the charges that the state's going to go with initially... Further charges might come. Um, we're just gathering some evidence on it. But the initial charges that we're going to discuss here, uh, or that I would present, are criminal trespass to residence, criminal trespass to place of public amusement, criminal damage to property, misdemeanor as well as felony amounts, and theft. The uh, charges that I believe are... This is not in our trial here, but the charges I believe that are currently under investigation are obstructing justice. Your Honor, this is prejudicial. Like, that's an objection. <laughs> the, the, I'm reading the charges is prejudicial. Well, alleged charges aren't even brought before this court today. These are. I'm just that's letting the judge the know. I'm just letting the judge know. What might come up? Okay. Is the jury justice. not here? <laughs> Counsels, let's all talk Andy. one at a time. <laughs> Need to run this courtroom and not have you guys all talking over each objection, other. Objection, okay? Your Honor. <laughs> Prejudicial. Okay. There's well, also a kidnapping charge that might come out later. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This courtroom is out of order. Okay. Gentlemen, do we have any motions in limine before we get started? Yes, I believe there's a few uh, different motions in limine. The okay. defense has one as well. Okay. okay. Motion I do have is a, a proof of other crimes motion. Um, I would, and not for propensity, I know that that's what you were thinking, Your Honor. Uh, but uh, to prove motive, opportunity, intent, preparation, plan, knowledge, identity, as well as absence of mistake or accident. There are at least 293 recorded, documented uh, incidents where the Scooby-Doo gang has done the exact same thing. So I'd like to bring those incidents as well. Your Honor, could I make some comments uh, opposing this motion in limine? Please. Clearly, we just talked about judicial economy, and the state intends to bring in 290 different counts against these defendants, uh, which flies in the face of that previously agreed uh, motion in limine. Secondarily, this is completely prejudicial. Um, and as a general matter, the state lacks specificity in these actual counts, and I think that this gishgalop, that the deluge that the state intends to unload here, um, really isn't getting to the point of what the actual issue is. Okay, yes. They, uh, 
defense, I agree. Uh, it is extremely prejudicial. This isn't the last episode of Seinfeld. You can't just bring in all these other things these people did. So I'm going to deny that motion. Today. I would I would argue as a, as a rebuttal to, uh, I guess you, because you're already deciding, but I would just say... Uh, you're rebutting a judge? <laughs> uh, I would just say, you know, everything's prejudicial against these defendants. You know, any kind of evidence is pre- prejudicial. I would say it, it's more pr- probative. It's than, denied. The motion's denied. Thank you, Your Honor. Any other motions in limine? Yes, Your Honor. Already today we've heard of these four friends and a dog, these four adolescents, referred to as a gang. And I think that is additionally prejudicial. Um, You know, they have individual names. They also operate under the guise of Mystery Inc. Mm -hmm. And they're former members of the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. And so Mystery Inc., the company, Inc. by itself, or former members of the Scooby-Doo Mystery uh, Detective Agency, um, those are all appropriate names for these people. But gang, I think, is a term that is a little bit beyond the line of what's acceptable in this court. They're not being charged with RICO. (laughs) They're not being charged with possession, trafficking, any of these other things. Are you going to call a gang someone that merely trespasses to property? No. <laughs> uh, you State. know, I would just say that the term gang is something that they use extensively throughout each one of these charges and each recorded and documented instance of a criminal act. Um, yeah, it's prejudicial. Yeah, it's, you, you know. Your Honor, I think it's uh, agreed here that this is prejudicial. I, and it I should would be not at this be point using you this... can render a judgment on this motion. In Counsels, one at a time, please. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. But, um, but please wrap it up soon, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I won't refer the, to them as a gang. They refer to themselves as a gang. I will not. Okay, so this one's I, agreed. I will agree to this. This yes. one's agreed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Any others? I think that does it. Okay. That's it for the defense as well. All right. So, gentlemen, any other motions in limine or any other pretrial matters you need to take care of this morning? No. No, Your Honor. Okay. So, uh, we're ready to get started with uh, opening statements and the state obviously will go first yes i'm ready okay may i proceed yes for years decades in fact a self-proclaimed gang state so nice. your honor mr inc has been entering into privately owned businesses theme parks and homes without permission from anyone in fact, when they're caught, they're told to leave and not come back. But they persist. And they go into those places, lurk about, carry out their mission to contaminate, manipulate, tamper, and alter evidence, as well as crime scenes. In a severely misguided attempt to act like law enforcement, Mystery Inc., breaks the law night in, night out, as captured on film, I might add, for the length of 293 episodes. Of your t- Honor, <laughs> objection. What's your objection? We, motions and limity, agreed not to bring in those 290 That's episodes right. as yes. being overly prejudicial. Sustained. Sorry, Your, your Honor. Uh, where they terrorize and harass their victims 
by continuously lurking about the victim's privately owned property. After years of getting away with their crimes, Scooby-Doo and Mystery Inc. need to be held accountable for their crimes. Show them that they are not above the law and find Scooby-Doo and his cohorts guilty on all counts. Your Honor, uh, you're not wearing your robe, so... That's right. Let's can... go ahead and that's right, that's get right. you in yeah. here. All right. Got my robe on. Okay. All right. Um, defense, uh, your opening. Thank you, Your Honor. What we have here today is a trial of four teenagers and their dog. And their conduct, basically what it boils down to, is a common human experience here. This is the result of an innocent teenage fascination with the mysteries of the world as each of these defendants begin on their own search for the meaning of life, a search that does not end. Consider today other popular mystery-solving teams. For example, every true crime, po true crime podcast. This is not only big business now, but it's accepted and, I might say, desired. The public wants more people investigating crimes where the police have fallen short. So rather than a, and I'm going to use this term in a way that the state has used it, rather than a gang out causing trouble, these are people who take clients. For example, the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency was a paid investigative service. They take clients, they solve mysteries, and despite in violation of the motion in limine, the state wants to bring up 290 objection. different episodes. Every objection. time... What's your objection? Motions in limine? Yeah. He's bringing it up again. Yeah, sustained. Notions in limine cut both ways, so I would advise both sides to avoid bringing up anything that was discussed in the motions in limine. I will say, every time Mystery Inc. gets the villain, there's an unmasking. See, that's the thing. For whatever happens during the way, every single time these victims of harassment and terrorism by the perpetrators are stopped by the gang. Have we heard the quote today, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids? And I think that is the key takeaway. Okay, gentlemen, I've heard your openings, and my first question is for the state. Now, who do you allege, state, is the mastermind behind these crimes? Is it Scooby himself? Uh, is it like the Scooby-Doo crew, or is it uh, someone else as the mastermind? Fred? Uh, no, I would, I would say that they act in concert. Um, I, you know, as far as culpability... Uh, Fred does often push the rest of the defendants into a situation where they shouldn't be. Um, but if I can just um, reference a uh, episode from season two, episode eight, called Don't Fool with a Phantom. Um, this was a episode where during a TV station dance contest, the lights go out um, 
the manager of the TV station is gone. The owner is tied up. Um, he tells the gang not to investigate. Don't investigate. Leave it alone. Don't call the police. We don't need this kind of publicity. <laughs> <laughs> We're in financial ruin. We don't need this kind of publicity on our TV station. They don't listen. They learn that a wax statue creature is to blame for these shenanigans that are happening. So what do they decide to do? They decide to break into a wax museum through a window. And when they do that, um, there's all sorts of wax that's used. This is, their, <laughs> this is essentially their business model, that, that place. They use the wax to make these, you know, statues of people. Um, so it's their moneymaker. And Scooby-Doo and the rest of the defendants uh, use it willy-nilly, probably costing them thousands of dollars in wax um, throughout the episode. At the end, the TV manager is caught, and Scooby-Doo and Shaggy, at that point, had made their own wax statues of themselves. <laughs> and you see them driving off with the, the stolen goods, if you will. We so, solved the case! Even though I might say that Fred leads the, the rest of them, Shaggy and Scooby, at that point, committed their own crimes of theft. Because they stole that wax and they left with their wax statues. Well, Fred had nothing to do with that. Objection, Your Honor. I yes. think the state here is leaving out significant facts from the record. And so I would like to ask uh, this court to force the state to answer, who was this wax monster in the end? What was the reveal? State, do you know? Judge, I would say that that's irrelevant to what we're discussing here. That charge here... In this particular case, in this episode, was theft. Well, let me ask I think the results of the gang's efforts are extremely relevant. Let me ask the defense, um, essentially, what is your purpose of asking that question of the court? Your Honor, I'm presenting a theory today that my clients deserve either complete dismissal of this criminal lawsuit, if not moderation in their punishment, because in the end, justice is served in these cases, that the reveal of whatever actual crime by the villain has been going on is extremely relevant to the way that's discovered. State, have you heard of any of these crimes that were solved by these Judge, I would, I would, I would submit that that is mediation in terms of their punishment. I feel like that would come out in sentencing if they're found guilty, that, you know, their, their punishment should not be as severe because at the end they did some good. However, with this theft of the wax, in this episode, I think it's irrelevant as to who was caught. May I ask? Or I, I I'll tell I you, ask. Judge. It was the TV manager who stole some Correct. stole some money in that one. Okay. Which are one? they ever unsuccessful? Have they found the wrong person? <laughs> Have they not solved the crimes you know correctly? Your Honor, without a doubt, in every incident that the state would like to bring up. I can 100% say the true villain has been unmasked. And how do you know that? Your Honor, I have been watching Scooby-Doo Mysteries since I was probably about eight years old. So you could say that I have decades of experience with this group following their story. And I think this is a story that resonates with a probably lot of people. Probably have represented them. <laughs> so you say you watch are, are the Are there uh, activities filmed? 
I believe there's a documentary crew that follows them around. And what's what's I think I believe I've seen Here's this the show episodes before. that the state has referred to. I believe I've seen this show before, and and uh, what's odd about it to me is it has a laugh track. I, I have noticed that as well, Your Honor, and from what I have seen and gathered, it's actually the first Saturday morning cartoon that had a laugh track. Okay. I particularly enjoy it because while they're committing these crimes, I am able to laugh with the laugh track. <laughs> Your Honor, we're laughing because, again, uncovering these mysteries tickles one's sense of new adventure. And if there's any... Not to make light of what's actually going on. Right. And if there's any humor to be had uh, from the gang's antics... I, I or, I'm sorry. I don't mean to use that term. From the Thank this you, crew's Honor. antics, um, that would probably be something that would come up in sentencing if there's, uh, you know, they're not such bad people because they make um, you know, kids at home laugh. But I guess that's not relevant here. It was just a curiosity of mine. Why this show had a laugh track. <laughs> Your Honor, I actually believe it does play into uh, okay. a topic I'm going to discuss later today, uh, which is the mens rea. So, Your Honor, I believe that laugh track is important when considering the mens rea for these charges against my clients, against the defendants in this case. The laugh track puts it in perspective that these are not, there's no malicious intent by these four human defendants and their dog. For example, um, the villains in many of these cases are trying to terrorize, assault, you know, um, defraud the actual victims in each case, whereas the intentions, and again, the mindset of these defendants are completely innocent and focused on actually vindicating the victims of these crimes by the villains. Further to that point... There is a dog on trial, and <laughs> there has been some research that dogs are conscious in the sense that they're conscious of the world around them. However, it's not yet been reached by science or philosophy that dogs have the self-consciousness necessary to volitionally commit any of the acts alleged by the state today. I mean, do any of us? Do we have free will, or is it all determined? Well, we'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> Uh oh, I, I would just like to quote Scooby because people can understand him. So I think that he's a little bit more than just a dog. He's not someone's pet. He's that may be the premise of the show. <laughs> he's Shaggy's best friend, and he, you know, throughout these two hundred and ninety-three episodes that we Your will Honor. not get into, we will not get into. I would just like to um, clarify that he's not a typical dog. I, I believe there's. In those episodes, there are dogs that walk around, and they're, they're pets. But Scooby is pretty unique. So he's like Goofy and every other dog's Pluto. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to compare it to that, but right. <laughs> uh, so I believe he is as human as humans can be. He has consciousness that we accept as our consciousness. He's able to speak and interact with other individuals. And... Like I said in that other in in my example for the episode of uh, the theft charge, he stole a wax statue of himself. Yeah, I think it's and worth I, noting I, for the record that no private suit was brought against the defendants for the alleged theft. In each case here, actually, the victims are thankful for the actions of 
the Scooby-Doo crew or Mystery Inc. and have not necessarily pursued their own civil actions against these people. And do you have evidence I, that they are? I, think? I would object to that. It's completely irrelevant. It's not relevant to the criminal case here. What's going on in the civil suit, whether there is, what is a civil What is going on? <laughs> Councils, I want to focus on something the defense said, that the um, people that you are referring to as victims state are thankful. And now, what do you mean by that? Or how but do you they know They have that? been rid of these, in many cases, supernatural uh, disguises that have been haunting them, mm-hmm. that have been part of a plot in many cases to sell a piece of property that have that are part and parcel to you know actual fraud here and i think that we can say that not that we can say i think it's borne out in the record that the victims here are happy to be rid of such villains as the minor 49er uh that one space skeleton thing uh, the ghost, which is just the guy in the sheet. Uh, and in many cases, there's an actual unmasking in front of the victims. Justice, in the end, is carried out, and the victims recognize that. In response to that, Judge, I would say that in the particular example, I have more examples, but in that particular example that I gave out, the Wax Museum, the uh, people that may have been thankful were the people at the TV station. The owners of the Wax Museum, where the theft occurred, where the criminal trespass occurred, are completely different individuals. They're here today as complainants in that criminal charge. The theft, as well as the criminal trespass, they had nothing to do with everything that was going on at the TV station. And in terms of theft, I, I will just say that a person commits theft when he or she knowingly obtains or exerts unauthorized control over property of the owner. So in terms of mens rea, you just have to do it knowingly, which Shaggy and Scooby definitely did, considering they made the wax statutes of themselves. So that was the reason for my question, was essentially who is pressing charges here if, as the defense was saying, these... um, for lack of a better word, victims are thankful. And I would just I would just like to, as your honor knows, the state, the people, uh, are the ones that bring the charges. So even if the owners of the wax museum were uncooperative and they didn't want this charge to be put forth, we may still proceed with the criminal charge. We don't need them as long as we could, you know, ethically go forward with this charge and we have enough evidence. And, and your honor, speaking of ethics... The fact that none of the people who have been helped by Mystery Inc. have chosen to press any charges, I think, based on the sheer volume of their casework, uh, really shows that this whole prosecution flies in the face of what the actual citizens want as far as justice. No one has asked for Mystery Inc. to be locked up. Not a single objection. As to sentencing. <laughs> if we could just stay away from sentencing. Okay, okay. Um, I'm ready to get to my last question here. Okay. Um, now, um, directing this at the state, and you know, you'll be able to say more in your closings, but 
directing this one at the state. Um, what does this mean for um, other, you know, detectives who solve crimes, Hercule Poirot or uh, Benoit Blanc in the Knives Out movie, or Spider-Man, Batman? I mean, Batman is the world's greatest detective. What is this? Would I? Would you be seeking charges against them next? Would you be seeking charges against Spider-Man, Batman? For obstruction of justice and all these other charges you're bringing? I think it, each case would be dealt with individually. We would have to obviously, you know, see which charges are appropriate. Um, in terms of Batman, I think the, you know, throwing someone at the police station's doorstep with a Objection, note. your honor. This is purely speculation. <laughs> he asked. <laughs> I I I want to hear a little bit about it, and then defense, you can respond. I would just Thank say that you. that wouldn't be helpful towards a prosecution whatsoever. You know, you have some random person tied up with a note on their stomach that says, "I committed a bank robbery," <laughs> signed Batman. <laughs> That's not going to help anyone. I, those criminal cases are probably all thrown out if ever charged. Um, so you're saying? I I'm saying every, every case is different and. Would be dealt differently. But just hypothetically here, um, just, you know, um, amuse me. Um, going along on the same thread of logic. You're saying the court is not amused. <laughs> so, I need to be amused. Um, going along this thread of logic would, theoretically, in those situations, those people, those individuals be pro- prosecuted for the same crimes. Would they be sentenced for those same kind of crimes? So the same kind of crimes here, I would say, if Batman were to steal something... And not his own property, as shown in some of the movies. Um, he broke into places um, that are privately owned or maybe you know publicly funded that are are restricted. Um, yeah, potentially they could be charged if there's enough evidence. Yeah, Your Honor, may I have an opportunity to rebut this in yeah. terms of in terms of OTR court? Yes. <laughs> Look, Your Honor, I'm as big of a fan of extrajudicial justice as the next guy. But there's a big difference between what the Puppy Sitters Club has done or not done while these masked vigilantes committing violent assault and battery in public. Now, it's a foundation of liberal democracy. The state has monopoly on violence. And there's a wide gulf between the alleged conduct of my clients amounting to petty crimes against property. And these homicidal cosplayers. However, (laughs) there is one parallel that I think entitles the masked vigilantes to the same deference and compassion and mercy as the defendants in this case. Now, people ask, in many cases, Mr. Inc. to help them out. And in the same way, and I think this is not an insignificant expense, insignificant expense by the administration of Gotham City, they have a bad signal. They literally, when they're in trouble, call on Batman to help them. I believe it's one cop that does. It is. It's one cop. Is he just a cop? I thought he had... He's commissioner. commissioner. However, he's one person. That's fair. Does he not have some authority in the conduct of Gotham police? I believe he does. (laughs) And so again... We're not in Gotham, so I... Well, I think there's a parallel here. Yeah. You know, it's at least suggested 
suggestive of what a principle of justice is. I would just say, Your Honor, counsel has brought up several times that um, Mystery Inc. has been paid and they've got clients. Um, I, I just want the record to reflect that in the, cases, in the case that we have in front of Your Honor, um, these are not paying clients um, that we have as complainants. But I, I'll go through these episodes. Episode one, what a night for a night. The, um, the Scooby-Doo crew. That name is a crime in itself. <laughs> it was the first episode. The crew returns armor that they find in an abandoned <laughs> truck uh, to a museum. They return the armor to a museum. Right. From an abandoned truck. It this did property not... has been not just mislaid, but abandoned by the state's own admission. So who's to say that there wasn't the owner of the truck coming back, back from, you know, going off into the woods real quick for whatever Your Honor, reasons. speculation. There's no evidence on the record that the owner of the truck <laughs> uh, has even ex- identified himself to this court. <laughs> So they return armor that is found in an abandoned truck to a museum. And they're told that someone's gone missing from the museum. And they're told about some mysterious night that comes to life at night. Um, they then, because they hear this information, break in to the museum through a window, <laughs> causing Shaggy to destroy several priceless artifacts. Later, he's walking around and he knocks down a dino skeleton. There's a dinosaur skeleton that's there. You know, he knocks it down. That's destroyed as well. Um, During the episode, uh, there's a plane that is hanging from the the ceiling. They destroy that as well. Um, All in the name of finding this mysterious knight that comes back to life. And yet, the state lacks any evidence that the museum sought compensation from my client's for these alleged destructions. And I think, in a way... Objection irrelevant to this charge. Relevant to... Well, let let him finish. I'll let him finish. Thank you, Your Honor. And I think it's very clear that the police were doing nothing to help this missing person. And the museum, by first informing Mystery Inc. about this particular problem. And they fully identify themselves, Mystery Inc., as a detective agency, a mystery-solving agency. They give them the situation. And what did they expect? Them to solve it. Um, State, I believe you had a record you wanted to mention by this band called Flip Turn? Yes. So, um, as we have on our uh, board here, now playing Flip Turn. If someone can grab that record for me. Coming is there a record here. player in the courtroom? Uh, this is one of my is favorite bands at this point. <laughs> Flip turn. Uh, they've got some hits like Chicago, personal favorite. Um, August, one of my personal favorite. Bucci, we've seen them live. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Uh, Flip turn, if you're listening, love you guys. So the fact that the uh, Scooby-Doo crew... Um, go in through a window tells me that they weren't really paid and they weren't really requested to go in there. Um, they show up later on when everybody's gone. They could have easily called the police, I would think, if they were trying to help out in that way. Did the museum call the police? They might have. We don't know. Honor, Your Honor, this is just pure speculation. There's 
the state has provided absolutely nothing on the record that. to that effect. I, I'm not trying to prove that the you know that the museum called the police. I'm trying to prove that Scooby Doo and his cohorts broke into the museum, which they did through a window, and then broke a bunch of stuff. Without episode, any context. <laughs> episode <laughs> six. What the heck's going on? What the, is going uh, on, Your Honor? <laughs> Scooby-Doo and his friends, they are visiting a friend uh, when Mystery Inc. sees a man walking, on, walking around inside a mansion next door to their friend's house. Their friend tells them, yeah, at some point he tells them, yeah, my uncle's missing. Um, so somehow the crew decides that that old man might be their uncle. So they break into the mansion next like, door. They weren't even breaking uh, they're in, snooping man. around. They end up breaking a really expensive crystal ball, uh, probably worth quite a bit. Um, again, Objection no... speculation. <laughs> Proving these alleged sustained, property sustained. crimes, there's nothing on the record of the actual value of the alleged damage. That's sustained. We don't need to go into how much it was. Just that they sure. broke something. Sure. Okay. Again, they're looking for clues on a crime that they weren't hired to solve in a mansion that doesn't belong to them because they saw a man in the window. Um, pretty criminal behavior, I would say. Your Honor. <laughs> I would uh, strike the state's... Yes, I, I would strike that for the record. And, and if I could just get into one more episode, yeah. uh, Judge. Oh, you're having an uh, episode. Episode, <laughs> <laughs> episode 8, Foul Play in Funland. They... The, uh, How is foul spelled in that title? Foul is F O U L. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that yeah. was a no bird, w? a bird pun. No, 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 no. I don't think there's any. I mean, there might be some birds. While clam hunting on a nearby <laughs> beach, the crew sees an uh, amusement park. Um, it, it's at night. They see the amusement park's lights turn on, and Velma says, "That amusement park has, you know, they're not going to be open for a couple of weeks," and. This tells the defendants that, you know what, let's break in and find out. <laughs> so they trespass. They don't see anyone there. Um, so I guess they've never heard of an amusement park or a business testing out their lights, you know, <laughs> making sure their rides work. They're uh, allegedly testing them out, but no one was there. They don't see anyone. Doesn't mean no one was there. Uh, and no one saw them. I would say that uh, so later on. This is a victimless crime. Later on, <laughs> the crew does see a man walking around. So they decide to chase him. Now, what did this man look like? <laughs> they see a man. Why he looked like a typical man? He, he's a <laughs> did he look cartoon, like a man? cartoon guy? I thought wasn't he dressed up in a astronaut's costume? <laughs> or is he this the one been. where he's the creepy <laughs> he might, guy? He might have been. So they chase him into a fun house uh, full of mirrors. Uh, then they run out. So they chase a random employee of this amusement park, probably scaring him to death with this great Dane that's probably 200 pounds <laughs> chasing him. A rabbit a at the 200 mouth. pound great Dane. Your Honor, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Scooby Doo eats a lot. So he's got to be. There's you know, a couple snacks. There's a little bit of speculation that all these things coming from the state. <laughs> probably weighs 200 pounds. This is probably worth a lot. The state would just. What's not speculative the state's playing is, fast and loose with the rules with of evidence here, not even establishing on the record by any factual okay. account the actual you names major point or That's ages okay. <laughs> or weights of these people. Judge, judge. Major point. Let, it, let him. Thank you. Right. Let him. Okay. Go ahead. So, <laughs> what? Oh, I, I'll, so the crew. You then, let me go. The crew then goes to the caretaker's house. Um, they tell him, to just leave. This is an amusement park. Just leave. 
the crew does not. Instead, what they do is they stake out the place, waiting till you know later that night. Uh, turns out to be a robot that's walking around and so- has something to do with a caretaker. Your Honor, it's not illegal to stake out a place <laughs> in a public thoroughfare, uh-huh. nor is that actually the crime on issue. There's no invasion of privacy. Nothing else the state is actually charging my defendants with related to this stakeout. So the fact that they went into this amusement park when they shouldn't have been, uh, they broke into this amusement park. Later on, they damage a boat. They crash a boat. And then a runaway cart throughout the amusement park also does some damage. In what manner did they break in? How could you say they break into well, the Well, they, they, they were trespassing. Okay. I, I use that term I loosely. They, I they were trespassing okay. Okay. to the amusement park. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, defense, did you have something else you wanted to bring up, correct? Yes, Your Honor. There were some, uh, from the briefing, some issues of law that needed resolved. Um, and so I just, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, ask for those to be, ask for the opportunity to um, provide oral comments to those to the bench. Okay. For instance, uh, the first issue I'd like to bring up is the actual uh, ability, competence of my clients to stand trial here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Should have <laughs> talked about this at the beginning. <laughs> That's probably true. Yep. So, Your Honor, I believe <laughs> that... Trial here. <laughs> when it comes to Shaggy... Like, Pat, this what are you doing? an adolescent... 17 years old, who not only claims that he can hear this Great Dane speaking to him, (laughs) but also has, on several accounts, witnessed Scooby-Doo shape-shifting into various monsters and villains that Mystery Inc. has encountered before. Now, we're still pending, waiting on the results of a medical examination but there's a strong inference that this is not the behavior of a man having a sound mind. I would just object to speculation at that point. Your Honor, these are facts that will be introduced in the record allowing for <laughs> the legal determination. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, we've already cited from the Venture Brothers episode season two, sorry, season two, episode 11, Viva Los Muertos, where the groovy gang explores this concept. Now, when it comes to Daphne, who, again, is all of 16 years old, she also has exhibited on several accounts, as, you know, explained in our briefs, of delusions of grandeur. She is quoted on the record as, nothing's impossible when you've got Scooby-Doo around, coming from the episode Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. Um, Counsel, f- this Venture Brothers episode, is this a Scooby-Doo episode, or is it a parrot Scooby-Doo? I think it speaks to the truth of the matter. Asserted. <laughs> so it's hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. presenting it only for the facts of what happened in Viva Los Muertos Season 2, Episode 11 <laughs> of Venture Brothers. Okay. Now, as to another of my clients, Scooby-Doo himself. Now, Your Honor, this is an Air Bud. The state cannot choose 
a defendant just because there's no rule against charging a dog. There's <laughs> nothing in the rule because you can't so, charge a dog with a crime. <laughs> and in any case, this should be, in my mind, separated out as, um, you know, to avoid due process issues, uh, in Ray Scooby-Doo as, again, not being a natural person in essentially chattel property of Mystery Inc. But, again... This is a dog on trial. <laughs> if this court wants to maintain even the thinnest veneer of uh, impartiality and justice here, charging a dog, I believe, cast doubt on the entire process here. So, defense, as I understand it, though, I, the reason why I bring up if this Venture Brothers episode is essentially canon is I believe in life as we know it. Uh, everyone can hear Scooby talk. It's not just Shaggy. And some of what you mentioned, I think, is maybe not Shaggy being mentally unfit to stand trial, but maybe just, you know, partaking in a little too much of uh, the herb as... Your Honor... And Judge, you got to my point. Exactly. They eat far too many Scooby snacks. And they're in that van. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple of different episodes... Well, that van seems a little smoky. Your Honor, speculation. And further to the point here, the state is not charging my clients with possession. Now, they've That's had true. a documentary crew following them around through multiple seasons, and yet there's not a single time on camera that any illicit substance has been used. Okay. They're not being charged with it, but I believe it is relevant to the point of whether they're mentally fit to stand trial. And as far as... Um, if I could was respond- it Daphne who you said um, was a little bit de- had delusions of grandeur? Correct, Your Honor. I, I I also don't see that as uh, evidencing that she's mentally unfit to stand trial, but she's just state- optimistic. Okay, so we're ready to go into closing arguments. Uh, state, did you want to begin? You know what, Your Honor, I'll uh, I'll save and reserve for a rebuttal. Okay. Yeah. Defense. Yes, Your Honor, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So. We all know that the legal system has completely demolished any duty that one person, or police officer for that matter, owes another. Well, Objection. <laughs> That's the relevance. Okay. However, <laughs> Over- nothing <laughs> prohibits the Scoob group from helping out their fellow man out of their own sense of honor and pride in their community. It is absurd to think that the law prohibits, nay, punishes someone from acting on their neighborly duty to look out for one another. Neighborhood watches, concerned citizens, good Samaritans, Black Panthers, judgment against my clients today is an indictment of all of these pillars of their community. At worst, it is not what the Groovy Brunch does, but how they do it. And so the most just outcome here is Mandatory attendance at a high school. This case and the charges brought by the state represent an extreme overreach of the power of the state to punish the people in violation of any sense that that punishment fit the severity of the crime. Thank you, Your Honor. Judge, I would say that all of that was mitigation in terms of a finding of guilty um, you've heard testimony in terms of the four separate episodes where this crew breaks into a museum, damages several priceless 
pieces of artifacts, essentially. Um, no authorization. No one's paying them. This isn't uh, collateral damage for a job that they were paid for. They Objection, broke in Your through Honor. A the window. record clearly reflects that these defendants have been paid. <laughs> They've been paid? <laughs> yes, they have. The Scooby-Doo Detective Agency for three seasons reflects actual paying customers. I would say that they weren't paid for these specific instances where they broke in through a window. Yes, has anyone been, been reimbursed for the destruction of property? I would say that that's irrelevant okay. in terms of the charges. Okay. They broke in through a window, damaged a bunch of property in the museum. They uh, and then, as I stated in uh, what the hex is, what the heck's going on? They break into a what the heck? They broke into <laughs> a neighbor's house because they saw a man walking around, and they thought, you know what? That must be the missing person we're looking for. They broke into a mansion that they saw was occupied. That's criminal behavior. They caused some damage there. They broke into a wax museum uh, after hours, stole a bunch of wax. Uh, <laughs> the intent and knowledge was there because they made those wax statues of themselves uh, after breaking in. They trespassed onto a mu- an amusement park because they saw lights on at night. Like, this doesn't make sense. This is all criminal behavior. Judge, find them guilty. Okay. Okay, I'm prepared to rule on this issue. Um, while I appreciate that this gang is solving mysteries and putting more dangerous villains maybe behind bars, we don't know, but at least solving crimes, I do not think there's any excuse for breaking and entering, for destroying property that didn't have anything to do with the mystery. So th- these are not victimless crimes. There are victims that are losing money. And I'm not saying they need to be put in jail for uh, life or you know, necessarily need to serve any jail time. Some of these are misdemeanor counts, so they wouldn't... Uh... Correct. Yeah. Your uh, Honor, the defense but... would like to make a... Would ask, like to ask the court for leave to prepare a motion to reconsider and fill out the factual record regarding the act... The, requests of the alleged victim. You probably want to make that motion after my ruling. (laughs) But, noted for the record, noted. Um, But I I am finding them guilty here today. we lost the case, Um, I will note your desire to file a motion to reconsider. Um, I will give you time to file that if you desire to do so, but um, today the ruling is that they are guilty. Um, So, that wraps us up, fellas, I think. Yes, we could get a date for sentencing. <laughs> uh, there might be more charges coming up, so if we could get a date for after that. And please say sure your motion to reconsider for that jail. date as well, and I'll consider those both at the same time. Um, so let's say a year from now? Let's <laughs> say a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> I understand in the, in the, the court meantime, has limited resources. And yes, I'm, I'm so booked. And Judge, booked in the meantime, yeah. I would ask that their bond be revoked. <laughs> And they'd be remanded into custody. So if, if counsel wants to get a year date, that is fine. That would be denied. <laughs> so, Your Honor, they, every time they come back to Coolsville, these are local residents with no desire to flee. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yes, I will. I'm not going to revoke their bond and keep them in jail for a year. Uh, 
But that being said, this has been uh, OTR Debate. I would suggest that you all follow us on um, all social media. You can find us on Linktree, and then we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, a little bit of Twitter, <laughs> and uh, and TikTok, of course. And like sure. and subscribe.